name is John C. Hello, listeners. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of, oh my God. All right. I'm so sorry. My heat is going off in my room right now and I'm sweating and becoming extremely delirious. I'm just putting myself in a sweat lodge. <sighs> okay. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to part two of Happy Birthday, Marilyn Manson. Um, here with my good girl, Lauren. Lauren, how are we doing today? Doing good. It's so funny. We're still like working on this episode because even though Marilyn Manson's birthday was a week ago from talking, still just as obsessed. Like, <laughs> Still obsessed. And it's so funny. It's like now, I don't know if it's because I've been searching for him a lot, but I'm seeing all these really awesome old pictures of him from like the 90s when he was like, I mean, he's still, I mean, he's 50. So let's just be real. Like he was better back in the day. His like bod was really on point. Like he had this whole weird, like hot, skinny, pale gothic going with like his long black hair. And there's a picture of him and Trent Reznor. And I just thought that was so cool. It's like, wow, here's this guy that we've pretty much like grown up with, always kind yeah. of knowing. And then for him to still be out here like doing his thing and like he's always kind of stayed true to that. I don't know. I just think it's really cool. So props to you, Marilyn. I hope you're having a great first week of 50. Um, <laughs> Not to mention like today alone, I've been on like a big tattoo kick. Like when my roommate pays me their share of the rent, I'm not even going to put it into the rent like check that I write. I'm just going to take it to the tattoo shop. So like, <laughs> I was like, you know, I kind of want a Marilyn Manson tattoo. Like I could go meet him again and have him like write out his like signature or whatever. But I was like, that's not cool enough. So I was like, um, lipstick smudge, iconic, come on. So I'm looking at pictures of his lips literally all day. (laughs) No, you gotta go to a show and be like, you need to just really kiss the shit out of my arm and rub your whole head down it. (laughs) He might if he's drunk enough, but it's like, could you just kiss my hand, like the top of it? I just need a good photo of your lipstick smudge because it doesn't exist on the internet. I wonder if they're in, in some part of the world like someone has done that before or just yeah because it's like that's what you think of you're just like that's that goth guy with the big fucking lipsticky lips like if you're gonna do it if you're gonna have a tattoo about that guy in some way like why not make it his damn mouth i have i have a message for you oh yeah (laughs) you know shia labeouf has never <laughs> wow, I feel motivated. <laughs> I feel real empowered now, Shia LaBeouf. Thank you for that. I'm so fired up right now. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what you, I wonder what that guy's up to these days. Like making crazy art or being insane. I don't know. I miss even Stevens. I miss seeing Beans and Lewis and Ren getting all into their shenanigans and fucking Tony being like the cool angsty girl she was. I was just excited there was someone named Ren on TV that wasn't like an angry chihuahua screaming at people. Right? Because <laughs> like at that point in middle school everyone called me Ren and then it was just like well it was Ren from Ren and Stimpy or <laughs> Ren from even Stevens who was a lot more like me <laughs> in a lot of ways. Oh my like, god. Well, okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're trying to get this back to wherever we were rudely cut off last time. (laughs) We were being really, like, motivated about being vulnerable and asking for help or whatever. So I've been pretty vulnerable this first start of this year of 2019, and it hasn't really been working out for me. Um, I'm becoming a very hard-shelled individual, and (laughs) I'm really wondering if I'm not being vulnerable with the right people. That's probably what it is. So uh, anyway, kids, be vulnerable. <laughs> it's, it's the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that because I was evaluating that like on my favorite chair the other day. Like I was just sitting in it, staring out the window. Like I don't know why I wasn't working or doing something. But Sometimes you see to look out of a window. Yeah. But like I've I've been very like money driven in my goals the past like year or so which is very like 
unusual super gangster of you no yeah it's super gangster of me (laughs) sure but money has always been second to like fulfilling my creativity being first and I switched them this past year to achieve some pretty like wild goals um but I've caught myself this in particular example is really what made me stop and think so I love the artist Shepard Fairey he's the obey guy And he put up some prints for sale, like editioned prints, which he doesn't normally do a lot. Like, it's it's not a common thing he does. And when he does editioned prints, there's, like, a limited amount of them. There's, like, 450 of them. But he has so many different kinds of people who consume art, like, looking at him that when he announces that, one, you have to catch the announcement. Two, you have to actually, like, time it in your phone to, like, not miss it. Because I'm not kidding, Kara. I went to go buy this print at 12 o'clock. I was processing my PayPal for the $80 for it. And then by the time it like the wheel stopped spinning, it said, sorry, this is sold out. And it was 1201. Dude, $450 prints were gone in less than a minute. That makes like, me so irrationally angry because you've, you've given me heart palpitations that I did not need to have. <laughs> but I tell you that to tell you this this is why I stopped to like think so I was talking I also like wear his like streetwear because some pieces are just like really good and I'll I'll spend the like $40 or whatever so and I am throwing these figures out here on purpose so I was telling this guy that I work with because he asked me and he's like a copywriter so they're like way more into like culture than maybe other people at your job might be and um He's like, oh, are you a Shepard Fairy fan? Blah, blah, blah. I have some of his original prints. Da, da, da. And I was like, oh, my God. Funny you say that. I have one, too. Do, do, do. So we're talking about that. And he was like, I don't hang them in my house, so I don't know if I want to sell them or hang on to them. Then my mind starts turning in a different way where business Lauren, Uh-oh. who's a little more cold and calculated, came out and was like, you should just hang on to them because, like, you know, when he eventually does die, I think he's an artist that is, like, a mark in our culture where, like, maybe they'll be more valuable then. That's kind of a normal thought. But then I said this, and I was like, and if he dies because of police brutality, they're going to be double what they're worth. Because when he's Yeah, because when he's arrested sometimes, they don't give him his insulin, and if Shepard Fairey... Wait, is he art, diabetic? Yeah. Oh, shit. When, he does a lot of artwork against police brutality because he's experienced it. And he's like, I'm a white guy experiencing this. Like what violence against diabetics. I, this needs to stop these poor diabetics. (laughs) Yeah. So then my brain was like, well, if he dies in jail, like it's no holds bar on the value of those prints. And after I said that, I really thought about what I was saying. Cause like, I'm not wrong in the way that the market's going to react, but that is a thought I was having with a person. Like, that's like, dude, I'm just, I just got these, these prints. Like, yeah, <laughs> in <laughs> storage, man. Whoa. And, and here I am, an artist who respects and likes this artist, does not want that for that artist. I don't want Shepard Fairey. He's needed, he needs his insulin. First right. <laughs> I do not want anything bad to happen to that guy. I enjoy what he says. I listen to everything he says. I watch every talk he makes available. I'm like, I'm about this man. Yet, here I am with this really, really weird, cold, calculated thought. And I was just like, I am be- saying more and more things like this. And I don't know if it's because I live in a big city and there's not time to have as much compassion. I don't know if it's because I focus on my job a lot and I like disconnect because the kind of work that I do isn't compassionate or what the hell is going on. So like, I was just like, man, this vulnerable thing getting wild but also that's all work related and i've been exploring a new relationship in my life and i would say i'm not very cold and calculated so yeah it's been real up and down over here story mark (laughs) how's your sex life (laughs) well funny you should ask no i'm just kidding (laughs) funny you should hey question to myself oh funny you should ask <laughs> i'm sorry listeners i have the humor of like a 13 year old boy and i just downloaded this app that has all these meme sound bites in it 
Um, and I thought I'd add some flair to this podcast. You see, I don't know why I talked like I was from the 1930s. <laughs> well, remember see, everybody you last see? week. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a podcast, you see. And uh, sometimes I like to add a little. Uh, now you're turning. Oh, fuck. Whoa, what was that? Bro, what was that? Oh, you want that again? Okay, here you go. Oh, do you know that that noise is trademarked? I was looking it up for, like, oh, a no. thing I was doing. I was just like, hey, can I have the Law & Order sound? It's so iconic in, like, a thing that I'm making. It was like, here are, like, five sounds that are trademarked, because normally that's not achievable. And that was one of them. Am I going to go to jail? Am I going <laughs> to? Can I be in a jail cell with Shepard Fairy, please? <laughs> you'll both just be beaten by the police and then I'll say well, at least his artwork's valuable I don't know hey Amanda what really... are you in for uh... <laughs> you know the Law and Order song <laughs> I had this stupid podcast I just started making because I was bored I just wanted to hear myself talk and uh, that'd be a fun funny idea to like throw on a little well, uh, Law and Order just... and... nope now I'm here full no, fucking no. circle He'll stop you and just be like, say no more. We will <laughs> Shawshank Redemption our way out of there. I feel like this is a prime example of what I said last week about uh, nobody knows you're a weirdo. Oh. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Y'all didn't know already. I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So now we've got the sillies out. I think after a certain point, we just like we get on this brainwave and we're just giggles all the yep. time and then all right now we're back at it okay so last week i think we covered a lot of really good ground about our story both of how we met one another and then our stories about how we've grown in our own paths since college um mm-hmm. and now i think we were kind of getting in before the end of last week's episode we were kind of encroaching in on the dating relationships romantic yada yadas um so maybe we could start off with that. Uh, First date nightmare stories. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, yes. Girl, I date a lot. So <laughs> I know. I don't. Um, listeners, I'm extremely single. Uh, I have not had the touch of a man in so long. <laughs> Girl, I was just like you up until a couple weeks ago or month, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so um, this will be fun to do live. Uh, <laughs> this will be fun. So, hey, listeners. Um, <laughs> Whoa, did you just hijack medium time? I did, because um, we're gonna uh, we're about to do, like, a crazy podcast inception, so we gotta go through the layers here. Yeah. So, listeners, <laughs> about, what, two months ago, I met this very nice man. We talked every day. He kind of looks like blonde Bruce Willis from The Fifth Element. Hi. Lovely. Wait. Every girl loves that. Was it Bruce what? Willis bald? He is now. Not in that movie, oh, though. Hot. He had blonde, wispy hair. It was great. Okay. So good. Um, so I was like, yes, jackpot. This man is talking to me. He's not treating me like a piece of meat. We go out for ramen noodles all the time. Wears leather jacket. Love this. Great. He's got a job. He's got his life doesn't need me to help him pay for shit awesome wonderful i'm a successful woman he doesn't need my success he's got his own shit going on then you know thanksgiving happens we're talking all this stuff then i come to my my girl cara and i say hey cara i have a problem and she goes oh my god lauren what is it and i say you know that lovely man i was telling you about He, right before I went on a date, just disappeared. He said, sorry. I was about to walk out the door. Sorry. Can't hang out with you. Something came up. I'm sorry. And I was like, okay. Assuming, you know, a couple of days, whatever it was, would be uh, evident. And we'd go right back to talking every day and going out all the time. Not so. Uh, Christmas came and went. And like a month went by. And I was like, Kara help I don't know what to do so Kara said I'm going on this other podcast and we have dating advice write this all out and we'll answer your question we don't know what happened to that episode yeah we still don't know (laughs) what happens to that episode um but continue I'll tell you my advice for you that I told on the show uh, oh then 
Okay, well then I will tell you when to tell me the advice, so then I will end the story because it'll be better. Oh yes, no, I tell you the advice before you tell where you're gonna pick up from. So okay, which will also probably be news to you. But anyway, so all this is going on. I'm telling all my friends this is my problem. I reach out to this boy through text. I reach out to this boy through email, uh, both his personal and his job, and I hear nothing. So I kind of mourn the loss for like a week and a half because like we weren't seriously dating, but uh, I was very stumped because he was very into me and being ghosted was very unusual. So Kara had advice for me and and now you tell everybody what it is because I actually don't think I know what your actual advice was. You just said you answered the question and said, girl, blah, blah, blah. Yes. So my advice in the show at this point in time, with what Lauren had just described to this point, I brought onto this podcast. Um, it's called Late in Manhattan. I'll plug them. Who knows? Maybe the episode will get uploaded. I don't know. But basically, I brought this question up to them. And my advice was, you know, you've done all that you need to do to reach out to this guy. He knows how to reach out to you if and when he does want to. But kind of move on gracefully. And you know, just, it's like, you, there's really not much you can do. I mean, unless you want to like break down his door, but if he is the right guy, then he will come back and he will explain for himself what he did and why he did it. Um, But in the meantime, I would not hold my breath and I would just kind of get back into the swing of things. And if he comes back, cool. And if not, awesome. You know, he sooner or later was going to pull this magician trick out of nowhere and then you know that would have just sucked if you guys did get more invested uh with one another so that was my advice and the guys well one of the guys he was very sweet very concerned and he said oh my god i hope he's okay what if he's like dead what if he's like hanging off a bridge or some shit and that's what i thought (laughs) right which you know i'm very jaded and i thought no fuck this guy he's a piece of shit you don't need that girl you are a prime time lady and you do not need to (laughs) wait around for this boy to get his act together because god knows what happened and i thought maybe he had a kid maybe he's got like his baby mama drama who knows so i just told lauren to keep on carrying on and uh to yeah exactly to just if it comes back great if not bye-bye move on to the next so then i very reluctantly rolled my eyes at what was absolutely true and i was like fine i'll get back on the dating apps i'll get back on hinge and tinder and okcupid and bumble even though i hate it and coffee meets bagel and i'm gonna go hunt for a man because i want one not that i need one i wanted one she's so really really wanted one guy <laughs> don't plug my desperation so I go and do all of this stuff, and I find this nice guy um, who took me out for fondue, and we had champagne, and I just got a raise, and he was like, wow, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. He used to work at Gatorland. I love alligators. And he sword fights, which runs in my family. And I was like, cool. Wait, he sword fights? Yeah. This sounds great, this other guy. So... He also has a convertible, which was kind of cool. Hi. And he drove me home after our date. And honestly, everybody, I was just going to invite him in regardless because it had been so long. <laughs> <laughs> but for whatever reason, I just didn't because my gut was just like not really into it. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to force this. I'm just, I'll just see him later. I kid you not, everybody. I got home, I wiped all the makeup off of my face, I got out of my slightly uncomfortable cute date outfit, got ready in my PJs, got settled into bed, I had the apartment to myself, my roommate was off on a date somewhere, it was great, and right as I settled in with my cup of water and my YouTube to fall asleep to, I get a little notification on my Apple Watch, it's fucking Fifth Element guy with the Bruce Willis hair, all of a sudden, 30 days later. And we I call was him, like, no, no, no. Let's give him a, let's give him a codename. Bruce. We'll just call him Bruce Willis. I'm dating Bruce, Bruce Willis now. No, we got to <laughs> Bruce Willis. Nope. I decree I am dating Bruce Willis from 1995. Uh, 
We'll call him 1995 Bruce Willis. It'll be fine. I don't even know if that's when the fifth element came out. Yeah, 95 Bruce. I like it. Well, actually, no. This guy's last name is Mueller, so Gray and I call him the Mueller Investigation. <laughs> we'll we'll stick with that one. <laughs> the Investigation. Because um, <laughs> if you Google Mueller, you're not going to find this guy with all the real Mueller Investigation <laughs> stuff. So. Don't. Listeners, don't Google it. <laughs> yeah, you won't find it. Um, <laughs> But, um, so I fucking see Mueller investigation here come up and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so and we I just this... talked to the phone earlier. Yeah. 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 And, um, like maybe the day before. No. Cause I called it was you the day. It was the night of. Yeah. I, so like an hour after I got off the phone with you, this happens, Cara. <laughs> what the actual fuck? I know. So the investigation calls, or not calls, he doesn't call, he emails, and he has this big, huge fucking story on what is happening, and he was very, like, apologetic, and honestly, it was a big mess, but it wasn't, like, his mess or my mess, and I was like, I'm not into this mess, and he was just like, but, like, the thing that got me was, like, whatever it was, was, like, affecting his job, and I was like, ooh, girl, you gotta make sure your job's fine, like, I kind of get that, so... I just text him straight up. I'm like, you don't have to email me. Like, I'm pissed at you, but I'm not pissed enough to be like, bitch, bye. So mm-hmm. uh, he comes over and I know, I hear everyone in my head being like, this guy disappeared, Lauren. Pussy probation. He disappeared. <gasps> oh, yes! oh my God. You plug the term. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very excited because, well, when, yes. So when Lauren was telling me about this guy, or actually, yes, you told me about this guy after. Yeah. He came back and I said, Lauren, he needs to go on pussy probation. He's got to earn that time. He's got to earn that pussy. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate that word also. But... Oh, I love it. All right. Anyway, it's fun in, like, sexy time. We're like, I'm good. You know, I don't make those noises during sex. <laughs> Someone's recording it over and over. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, Mom. Um, but, yeah, so pussy probation. He needed to earn back her time. Yeah, and I went into it very, like, you know, I'll put what you put into this. If you're going to, like, be all nonchalant and off and about and not available, then, I'll, bitch, me too. I got a gator wrestler on in my back pocket. So um, he, like, asked where I was, and I was like, oh, he wants to come over. So I actually, like, had him come over because I was like, this is a long story, and I'd rather just talk about it because I do want to know this person more and blah, blah, blah. Even though it goes against everything, I really did always think the storyline was he was, like, a victim of circumstance. Mm -hmm. So he came over and, like, pleaded his case. And I just, like, I was like, I told everyone in my life about this. And we have all been so worried. And Some of us have been worried. I was like, I genuinely thought something happened to you. We talk every day, all day, texting. And then you just disappeared for, like, days and I emailed you at your job and you didn't respond oh my god I called you twice like what I really thought this bitch was dead so blah 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 fast forward we're still seeing each other (laughs) and it's going very wonderfully but Gray my roommate is like not having it still because he thinks the investigation needs to earn more of his uh uh, I don't know the word. He needs to earn his place a little more. And totally. I still I still bring it up. Like, he was over earlier today, and I was just, he was like, you're so, like, good to me and nice. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you just, like, didn't disappear for a month, I'm, like, laying it on real thick. And um, I think he's been making a very good, honest effort to uh, make time for me. And I make a point when we're out, like, saying thank you for making time, because separate from this like kind of entertaining wild story is like I have found with just like dating out there like dudes don't want to make time for people or like they don't know what they want which like it's fine people and dating is kind of complex so maybe you think you know what you want and you find out you don't as you're like kind of in the thick of it but that whole story was for a point it was one to entertain you and two like to kind of I think throw out what we think the quote unquote rules are because the more I'm on dating apps, which I'm kind of paused on right now, the more I think that 
the rules don't exist because yeah it's the fucking wild west out here like with dating apps and like the unconscious like exception like everyone accepts that one app is for this kind of like oh you go to hook up with people here if like you're straight or you look for a relationship here if you're gay or oh if you really want an actual relationship and you're straight like this is where you can go or oh if you're into both genders like this app is is going to show you like the same ratio of men and women whereas this one's just going to show you mostly men like one woman per five men and like all of that and then on top of that if you match with anyone and even start a discussion it's like okay are they going to objectify me are they looking to hook up like, what do they want? Do they know what they want? Is this going to be, like, a job interview or is it going to be a natural flow? And, like, there's so much stacked against you just, like, doing that app stuff that when you're trying to be career women, like you and I are, Kara, it's tough to, like, make time to, like, figure all of that out and, like, figure out someone's games or, like, not be able to find someone who's, like, cool with how direct you are or own their shit when they disappear and you give them shit for it all the time yeah and and like all of that which is why normally like college lauren would have not stood for any of this but also i had a lot more time and like ways of meeting people and like you know the older you get the harder it is to kind of meet people in this capacity i think especially in the digital age because everyone's assuming it's going to be online and not like out at a restaurant or a group of friends or bars and if you move a lot or travel a lot that makes it harder to do the analog way and so like that's kind of why I gave like a furlough in a way to like all right you were missing for a couple of weeks granted it was to manage your life to make sure like my life wasn't gonna get crazy because of your life but also like I can overlook that because the the I'm sorry is true because the behavior is showing truth to the I'm sorry. Like, okay, I'm going to make time here. I'm going to communicate with you here. I'm going to apologize over and over and like all of that stuff. And like, since all of this has happened, we've probably seen each other three to four times a week for the past, like two or three weeks. So I'm like, okay, like this is working. (laughs) Yeah. Just take it in stride. I will say I'm about to plug another girl here, but um... plug everybody, man. Okay, well, she doesn't know I'm plugging her. <laughs> I wish she did. But if any of my lady listeners out there, or even guys, um, are in kind of need of uh, maybe someone to reframe the way they think about dating and relationships, Amy Young, um, she's on YouTube, and she also has her own website, is amazing. She, I, I'm pretty sure I've sent Lauren a couple of her videos in regards to setting your standards, communicating your standards. Um, I'm one to sort of just get into the, like, the fetal position and not really say what it is that I really need. Um, but now as I'm getting older and I'm finding myself, my like bullshit threshold is quickly becoming a lot fuller. Uh, I need to really voice what it is that I want. Um, I'm not good at doing that because I am afraid of the person saying, Oh, I don't want to do that or no, or rejecting me or denying me. But once you get past that and you kind of do communicate your needs, which is what Amy does, uh, it really just helps to sort of get you out of that gray area. Um, Because it's not a fun place to be. You can either be good or not good, but then still get good because you're out of the sticky situation. So I just don't want you guys to get discouraged about online dating or dating in this time because of the like crazy digital craze. But anyway. Amy Young, she's really great to check out. You should totally go check her out. Well, and like, that's an important distinction to make that like our current media doesn't address. Like, you still are watching rom-coms that are like, oh, I bumped into them or oh, I'm going to get off the plane or like whatever it is, which like are nice to watch, but like they're not relatable in like this dating age. Then you have like this like pop culture entertainment culture which is very like party live fast die young spend the money you make on gucci or your nails or whatever all of the music that's really popular is very sexualized in a way where like sometimes i feel i'm 27 and when i listened to like the top 2018 hits i was like oh they saying that out here whoa like Granted, we grew up in that Britney Spears culture where we were very sexualized as young girls. Yeah. You know, I don't know. And, like, 
And also with the Me Too movement, like, people are redefining how their place is in society, let alone a relationship. Granted, I think a lot younger men are, like, way more open to, like, empowered women. I don't necessarily think that that is the problem. Where I think, like, the lost in translation happens is the, uh, hey, ladies, you can have the confidence to just exclaim what you want. And, like, for me, I feel like I know who I am. I've always known who I am. I know what I'm about. I feel like that's what a lot of people would say about me. But, like, it still is really hard to communicate to a man that I'm, like, interested in and that I like and that I may or may not be intimate with, like, what I want and, like, what my needs are. Like, it's really scary because it's like really stiff and like you don't want it to be awkward and like finding a way to like be unapologetically you and own that like Mm -hmm. that like I don't know how graphic this may get but it's just like if you're being intimate with somebody for the first couple of times and they you're like expressing to them like hey like I want to be the dominant one I want to be like on top of you I want this this and this and they just keep like rolling you on your back and doing what they want to do like if you don't communicate or find a different way of communicating this is what I want give me what I want like it's not because I'm gonna take it from you but it's just like we have to work here together but if you don't know what I need then like there's no collaboration like that's weird. That's a weird place to be. And I think it's a, a issue as old as time. <laughs> it's a beautiful metaphor. Yes. Not even just in the sexual yes. sense, but also just, you know, in the balance of communication and being in a relationship with someone. Um, trying to think. I'm not going to air too much of my dirty laundry out here because I don't know if this person is going to listen to this episode. But yes, I definitely do get what you're saying. Um, about communicating your needs and your standards just because it's a matter of just respect for yourself and being able to stand up for what you want and what you see if you know the wrong guy is going to be shied away from it and that's his problem exactly Um, but the right one will want to empower that and want to respect that listen um, to it (laughs) yeah or throw you on top and like let you do your thing like you know who who knows really but this, this was going to start as, like, a first date story. But now we're kind of getting, like, a better <laughs> Well, uh, I had such a mystery offhand. <laughs> yes. The Mueller investigation is still undergoing. Uh, is um, ongoing. <laughs> ongoing. Undergoing? I don't think that's even. I'm getting, oh I'm getting deeper into the investigation. <laughs> I'm going to figure this one out. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many good jokes with the nickname. It's great. Um, <laughs> Love it. But uh, yeah, and like, and, and all of that is super important, at least to me, because like, sure, I work 40 hours a week, but sometimes I'm working from like 8 a.m. to 7 and or I'm like working downtown and staying downtown till like 9 and I come home and I'm really tired and I have to do it again tomorrow. And then like, you know making time for somebody new in your life is really like the older you get it time is more of a commodity in this way and like especially in this age of self-care which is super important and I'm wonderfully excited that everybody's like aware of it now but it's just like if you're not having a good day and you wanted to like go on a date or whatever and you can't anymore because of something that happened in your life or whatever and it like eats into time like that sucks and making time for people is really hard the older you are and the busier you are and the more obligations you have so like like I said before too like I didn't need a relationship I just really wanted one because when you go when you wake up go to work come home go to sleep wake up go to work go home go to sleep like it's right it's a lonely existence after a while. Like I thought I was going to be a career girl my whole life and be like, my career is my life, blah, blah, blah. And I think to a smaller extent that that is true. Like my life bleeds a little in and out of my career, but like I will, I refuse to have the moment I've watched on TV. Granted it's a television moment, but like the successful person in their big, huge, wonderful, beautiful condo, 
in this wonderful little city having these wonderful connections in life and getting excited about something they've done and having no one to tell because there's nobody there and the older I get the more I evaluate that because I don't think I'd ever been comfortable with the idea of sharing my life like I was before I hit 27 (laughs) and now you want someone to share your life with I do I know you Laura, you can share your life with me any day. I know I can't be the Bruce Willis of your dreams, but, I, you know, if you ever just want to, like, call me, like, hey, it's this really great thing I'll thing. be like, hey, baby girl, oh, my God, I'm giving you, like, the biggest hug right now. Come over here. Well, I yeah. know you will, but you're not going to, like, smother me in kisses and spoil me with a nice compliment of my body that means more because you're probably girl, intimate you're with me. Phenomenal today. <laughs> Granted, I've not seen your ass in some years now, but I'm sure. It looks <laughs> well, I've been told it thick. looks wonderful, so. <laughs> I have major white girl butt. My anxiety, like, made me lose probably like, 15 pounds, and now I just have no butt. So I'm jealous that you are packing, because I'm sure as hell I've got not. some <laughs> advice for you, and I tell this to everyone when they compliment my butt. All you have to do is feed it ravioli. It's very simple. That's the Italian girl way. Bread and ravioli. Don't be scared of it, ladies. That's where your butt comes from. (laughs) Butt comes from? Yep. You know, pasta and squats. It's really. I don't even do the squats part. I just go double the pasta. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it, Lauren. We made it past the time marker of last week's episode. And nothing bad has happened. I'm watching it, and there was a brief moment like you didn't say anything, and I thought, oh, "Oh, fucking happened. It fucking happened. We might actually get to coast through this. <laughs> but in that case. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just going to refill my oh. wine. But well, I was going to flip your own podcast back to you. I kind of took it over for like a half an hour. <laughs> but you, I'm very interested in like your perspective on like how relationships function in like the working girl's life because. Since I've known you, I've maybe only seen you really in a couple of relationships and you kept them very like sheltered from like your social circle. You've kind of kept them off to yourself for whatever reason, which is fine. It's just like, I'm like, oh, I went out with this guy. Oh, girl, this guy was dumb. Oh, girl, this guy came back. Oh, girl. Like, I'm just sharing all my shit with you. (laughs) And you were like very... I'm very cautious yeah. because I think it comes from a place of fear. Um, and actually, there's a guy that I am like, I don't know if we're like even talking or whatever, but I did mention to him how I wanted him to meet some of my friends. And um, that was something I had never really done with anybody before. And I was thinking about that. I felt like about my previous boyfriends and I kind of kept them and my friends separate. Um, it's not something I do with intention. It just kind of happens that way. But um wait what was the question i guess just how does it fit into your life because i already relate to the separation thing because it's like i guess at least for me like relationships are my treat they're the one thing in my life that's for me no one has to ask (laughs) me anything no one needs me for something i don't need to do anything i don't need to work on anything like physically like a job like i just get to stop and enjoy the world and life with a person I enjoy and like and who understands me and I understand and it's just your little bubble that you just get to have (laughs) no absolutely I think that's the beauty of a relationship um with someone it's just that you can just totally be yourself um you know so I'm gonna kind of bring it back to this really funny moment that happened with a girlfriend and I it was we were at brunch one morning and she was telling me about how this guy blew up dinner plans to watch football with his friends with her. So he had dinner plans with her, but he blew her off. And I told her because someone, I remember when I was in college, someone told me this advice when we were about to graduate and we were getting very career focused and whatnot. He said, awards are great for the creative field, but you can't have sex with an award. And I thought, you know, that's great because it kind of puts this, separation between what's really important to you as a person and your own kind of professional career growth versus at the end of the day, you know, you can't have sex with an award. And I told her, I said, tell this guy to watch his football game, but let him know that he can't fuck a football. (laughs) And she was like, Oh my God. 
that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. Because it, it, it's just how you prioritize things. It's It just kind of comes down to what you see as important. And at the end of the day, you know, your career is one thing, but at the same time, this person in your life who really values you and treasures you and cherishes you, they should mean something to you. They should. And if they're not giving you that gratification that you're looking for, then you're probably looking in the wrong places. And you might only be looking for that gratification in the form of a career, which in that case, you're going to be very unhappy one day when something happens in that career, then you don't feel fulfilled anymore. Um, So I think it's important to kind of nurture those relationships. I'm very busy. This person I'm talking to is also busy as well, but we still somehow manage to always kind of keep in touch, even if it's just over text. So those relationships that are important to you, make them know that they're important to this person too, because people need to know that, you know, like at the end of the day, love is really just something that's so beautiful and will always be here. You know, careers will come and go, but I think with those people that really connect with you and your heart and soul, like those are, those are people that are meant to be in your life for a reason. You know, there's people that come into your life that are either a blessing or a reason. And I think it's important to be able to see the difference between the two. Yeah. You know, another thing too, because like, I think I'm kind of uptight, like not in the sense like of information, like. I can take on any kind of information or onslaught of such information. But when it comes to like being serious and hunkering down and doing the thing you need to do, like I'm pretty square and I'm pretty serious. And so something I'm trying to like really chill out about in like that, like kind of train of thought is like everyone's biggest fear, I think is to look back on their life and like see regrets or see things they wish they had done differently and to be honest I maybe only have two right now which and they're not even that big of a deal but the thing I worry about most especially now that I'm watching my body like get older like it's I'm starting to actually like see it is um not taking advantage of the body that I have right now because you always look back at photos and you're just like oh I wish I knew I was so thin then I right. thought I was so fat and I'm like that's not gonna be me anymore exactly like, like if I want to tattoo my fingers I'm gonna do it now while my skin is still beautiful and like if I want to like have sex with all these dudes granted like that's a little more of a mental thing than a physical thing <laughs> for me then, like, I'm gonna find a way to, like, do what I want. And, like, same with, like, you know what? I might work a corporate job and want to be taken seriously, but I also want to shave my head. I'm gonna shave part of my head today. Like, I'm really trying to embrace that because, you know, sure, I want to be taken seriously at my job, and sure, like, I want to make sure I don't, like, fuck up my body, but, like, I also want to like have dots on my fingers and have tattoos and change my hair color a thousand times and maybe get custom grills or get wild or like wear insane nails or whatever because someday when I'm like old and wrinkly and laughing about it I want to have someone pull up a Polaroid of me and be like whoa what were you up to you were hot as shit girl and then I'll be like let me tell you a story kid back in the day oh (laughs) yes I oh my gosh I'm really trying to embrace that like specifically for my age of being 27 because I've only been 27 for like four months or something and it's just like, you know, I'm not going to worry that, like, these clothes don't fit me. Or if I want, like, a Gucci something, I'll find the knockoff and keep my money. Or if I want to tattoo my fingers, I'm just going to, like, discover my journal by accident. And it'll be, like, really weirdly relevant. And I'll just go do it that day. And I'll find the $300 later. Like, if I want to go to New Orleans and, and get into some trouble, I'll figure it out. Like, that's kind of what I'm trying to embrace going into like relation healthy relationships with the people I find attractive 
and my attitude towards my body, because I am the heaviest I've ever been, it's probably not going to get better as I get older. So I should just stop freaking out about it and embrace it and dress it the way that I want and find that whatever that avenue is for me. And if I want to get breast implants, maybe I will. Like, you know? Ooh, girl. Let's find a Groupon and get a two-for-one because uh, I'm really lacking in that department, too. <laughs> I've been kicking the idea around more and more seriously the past three years because I'm like, oh, I actually make money now. I could. So. <laughs> I would totally but do it. I get a lot of compliments from men, though, about my breasts. But Do you? <laughs> I I'm I know right. I'm I was like you say that with such like a positive demeanor, but now I'm thinking like, wait, what? Yeah, like you know, I they're not like my biggest asset, and honestly, I don't even really want them to be like bigger so much as like fuller because I don't really have like a proper under boob, and I would really like that. Wait, are these sorry? Are these guys that you're dating? Are these just like Joe Schmoes in the office? They're that, guys like... that I'm dating. Okay, okay, who like have their hands on them, see them oh, fully, totally. interact with them. Got like, it. It's not all... like when you're at the water cooler, and then no, Joe from accounting is like, "Hey, Lauren, got nice stuff. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 over no, there." No. No, 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 no. I'd be like, I'm a strong woman. Get out of my way. Oh. <laughs> I'm about to make so much money from this lawsuit. I'm about to put against you. Bitch, please. <laughs> um, but and it, and it just is interesting because I never bring it up. It's just one of the things that's just like complimented like after. Yeah. You know? Like guys will tell you what they like that you've done and what you have. And like almost all of them are like, you have really nice boobs. And I'm like, oh my god okay (laughs) so it's very interesting to me that's the only reason I'm not like I will save eight thousand dollars now so I don't know that's right not to mention I've watched every YouTube vlog of someone getting breast implants that exists so (laughs) I don't know how to feel sometimes I use like that as a fear tactic where it's like look how freaking awful and terrifying this is like do you want that to be you cutting them open like that like no then you don't want your boobies made bigger so <laughs> do you want to go through all the checkups and the massaging and the stretch marks maybe and the i can't breathe that great because i have to get used to these oh like, and then you can't sleep on them like golly granted i like sleep on my back so i think i'd be fine but like come on I'm a side sleeper for sure all right well is there anything else you want to talk about i mean i could keep talking but i don't know if you will i'm like oh what do you think about plastic surgery what could you get done blah, 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 blah. the way that society has this feel do, do, do. like i could do that <laughs> or not um <laughs> i don't know how loud this is going to be because i'm one of those uh people who still has her regular headphones in hence no ear pods but i can get really nice and close to the mic like this <laughs> i can do some nice little asmr um so if you guys enjoy that, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I hate ASMR. I hate, I hate it. it. It makes I me want to crawl it. out of my skin. Anyway, I think you've raised some really good points for a uh, part three. <laughs> Look at me. Maybe. Let's keep going. <laughs> this was a fire round. I felt like there was just so m- so many things to talk about. I, I like, you know, thank you, uh, <laughs> Soundboard and Lauren. Um, I hey everyone listening this is what it's like to go to lunch with us all the time (laughs) or be on the phone hold on lauren huh no god please no 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 i'm sorry steve carell it's (laughs) over today you'll have to come back next week I don't even know what that one was. For those okay, well, I'll send you my very favorite Vine compilation that I laughs that I watch just oh, to laugh at on my own sometimes. I love when you send me your Vine compilation. Oh. Everyone, Cara's the meme queen. You I'm don't even the know. low key meme queen. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> it's what you do when you uh, don't have a man around. You just That's... embrace the memes. I just cried a little bit on the inside. Um, fuck, you're so right. <laughs> you know what? At least something is providing you laughter. It's okay. 
I was watching so many It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, like, blooper compilations and funniest yeah. moments. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a show. I pass the Danny DeVito cardboard cutout every morning on my way to work. I my... always make sure I'm looking out that window. <laughs> Just to make sure you're having a blessed day. Also, yes. we, my friend saw Danny DeVito walking his dog, and I think either the dog was wearing a raincoat or Danny DeVito was wearing a raincoat. Either or or both is fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) I also love that Danny DeVito takes his own dog out for a walk. I mean, he doesn't have somebody else do it. (laughs) He's Danny DeVito. Like, he's been Batman and everything. Like, he's a guy that's really famous. yeah but i feel like he's it's also he's dated javita so it's like would you ever imagine him like yelling at his dog walker i feel like he would like to get out and about on these new york days and <laughs> take a little walk with his dash out it was a hot dog dog i knew you that. know i think that's the difference between uh famous la people and famous new york people the new york people will go do their shit themselves la oh, totally. people will send somebody else to go do it yeah LA, y'all are lazy as hell. <laughs> nah, they're just chill, bro. <laughs> no. False. <laughs> Maybe we can touch on Lauren's LA story in the part oh. three. Yes, you want to talk about Scientology? I got a story for you. Wait. <laughs> it's a really scary story. I don't think I know about this. You might not know it in my uh, detailed version I tell on podcasts. <laughs> Wait, Lauren, what's your podcast? Oh, my podcast. Oh, Kara, you mean my podcast? Oh. Lauren, I mean <laughs> your podcast. My podcast is called Loudmouth House. And house is spelled like fashion house. H-A-U-S. And it or comes out. House? Wait. Is yeah. That... Oh, okay, well, cool. I don't know. Um, Actually, I don't know either. Okay, continue. But you can find it on um, Spotify and iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and everywhere else. That it, Just Google Loudmouth House. It'll show up. Or Google me. I'll show up too. Um, but it's a podcast that comes out every Wednesday. I've been doing it for like two years. And it's about uh, me and my roommate, who's also one of my best friends other than Kara. Gray, he's a real estate broker. I'm a graphic designer. He's super gay. I'm half gay. And we talk about it a lot. So whatever goes on in our life that's what we're yelling about (laughs) and i love listening to their podcast um you guys have had it for what a couple years now or maybe a year it's actually over a year wow we're we're gonna be at a hundred episodes like by march i think awesome yes so listeners definitely check out their podcast i'll link that all in the bio um also leave links for lauren as well and for Amy Young, um, and maybe Lady Manhattan, too, if they ever upload my episode. And Marilyn Manson, because he's just a friend of the show at this point. He's, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is sponsored by Marilyn Manson. Um, I can tell you the story of what I talked to him about, too. <gasps> part three, part three. You, 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 okay, yes. Cliff, you like a cliffhanger. <laughs> We're, All right. I'm already excited about episode three, and I still have to record it with you. <laughs> we could do that next all right well <laughs> thank you so much lauren for taking your lovely time to uh to be on my podcast today i really appreciate it of course oh yeah i love being on podcasts <laughs> oh man all right well listeners i'm gonna leave you with this <laughs> we could bye <laughs> Goodbye, one. All right. (laughs) Do it one more time. I won't laugh this time. (laughs) Listeners, I'd like to thank you again for tuning into another episode of Medium Talk. And again, thank you.